I'm Stacy. I'm Jenny. And this is Learning for Life, a homeschool podcast. We are two homeschoolers who use different methods, curriculum, and strategies to make it all work. Our goal is to help parents teach kids how to develop a lifelong love of learning. Welcome back to another homeschool how-to. These are our quick little episodes where we take a deep dive into a very specific topic. I'm Stacy, and today we are going to take a look at state standards and if homeschoolers even need to care about them. If you're not already familiar, state standards are basically just learning goals that students are expected to know and be able to do at each grade level from K all the way through 12th grade. You can even find some local standards for preschool and below, but we won't get into those in this episode. So each state is able to set their own standards. So that's why you can see some variations between different states. Um, It is not controlled by the federal government directly. Now, the standards can also dictate how teachers are trained, what they teach, and what is on the standardized tests. Another important thing to note is that all students are held to these standards, regardless of thinking or learning differences. So in the case with students with IEPs, um, they are also going to be required to meet these standards. So if a student isn't meeting the standards, then they may need to make alterations in their IEP, their individualized education program. All right, I know what you're thinking. I homeschool. Do I even need to worry about the standards that are set in public schools? And the answer is a little tricky because it kind of depends. Um, Most private schools do not have to follow the state standards. So if you are homeschooling independently and you have filed as a private school, then you fall under this category. You will want to check kind of the variations and the rules by different states. So you can check hslda.org and get a little bit more info there. But in most cases, if you're filing as an independently run homeschool slash private school, you don't need to worry about the standards, at least not in a direct standpoint. Another thing to consider is that there are a lot of homeschool families that use either a charter school or some sort of umbrella school that is basically sponsored by a school in a school district. So those schools may, even though they're doing a majority of their learning in a homeschool style fashion, they will still be required to meet all of the state standards. Whether you're homeschooling independently or going through one of these charters or umbrella schools, you also want to keep in mind and know if your child is expected to take any state standardized testing. Like I mentioned before, the standards kind of dictate what is going to be on these standardized tests. So even if you're homeschooling independently and your state requires you to take the state testing, you're going to want to make sure that you're covering some of it so that your child doesn't go into this test feeling like they don't know anything. We all know that standardized testing does not give a full picture of what our students know, especially in homeschooling. We learn in so many different ways, but if they do need to take these tests, you do want to make sure that they are somewhat prepared to take the test. Now, whether you agree with state testing or not, it's never a bad idea to just let your child, you know, get used to taking the test. They're going to have tests all throughout school. 
Um, if they go into college, there will be tests. If they want to get their driver's license, they have to take a test. The testing is kind of a requirement in this society. So it's not a terrible thing to have kids know, okay, this is how I take a test, even though so many of us homeschoolers don't really do a whole lot of testing. Because if we think about it, a test, like in a classroom, is going to let a teacher know what students have mastered and what she might need to, or he, might need to go back and reteach. But with homeschooling, because we're doing so much one-to-one teaching, like for my own family, if I notice that my student is having a problem with his math and it's getting a little bit difficult for him, then I might figure out, okay, he's having a hard time with multiplication. So maybe we go back and we slow down and really get those math facts before we go into like double digit multiplication. Um, And we can do that just kind of on the fly. But that's why, you know, you need tests in school sometimes, not all the time, but it can help when you've got those larger ratios. So anyway, all of that to say, that if your child is expected to do a standardized test, there's no reason to make it like overly terrible experience for them, but just giving them some of the guidelines and being able to, you know, practice with them a little bit at home, giving them, you know, a test here or there so that they are more prepared and can go into the test not feeling so behind. So all of that is just basically to say that if your kids are going to be required to do the state testing, you want to make sure that they at least have a pleasant, you know, as pleasant as a test can be, experience. So making sure that they understand how to take a test and also making sure that they're going to be familiar with some of the topics that are going to be on the test. So they're not just going into this blind. So now that we have an understanding of what state standards are and if you even need to worry about them, I want to take a quick second to just give a little bit of background on where do standards come from because I was actually surprised because for my entire education and then all the way through my teaching program, standards were a big part of everything. And so I just assumed standards were here all the time, but that's not the case. Standards actually became a thing in the early 1980s. I don't know why. I thought it would be way farther back um, in time than the 1980s. But basically, there was a publication called A Nation at Risk, The Imperative for Educational Reform. And this report basically revealed that um, Americans were just not doing very well when it came to schools and educating children. So that report kind of snowballed into... Um, some national education goals, which then turned into the Improving America's Schools Act, which then led into No Child Left Behind Act and is now kind of moved into giving us Common Core. Now, you may be able to recognize some of those acts or especially Common Core. It's become a very hot topic recently in education, but it was just shocking to me to realize that all of that started in the early 1980s. Speaking of Common Core, That's going to lead me sort of into our next question is where can you find your state standards? Um, The first thing I want to just mention is looking up state standards. Again, I have a teaching degree and I still don't really enjoy having to read through standards. Reading them to me seems like deciphering a tale of two cities. If you are familiar with the book, but it's just it's really hard to decipher sometimes And once you figure it out, it kind of starts making sense. But I did just want to put that out there. If you just search 
first grade California standards and you pull it up on the State Department Education website, it's not a, it's not just a simple, fun little read. They're long and lengthy and wordy, um, almost excessively so. So Common Core are standards. Now, they are still state standards, but what Common Core kind of stirred up was several, more than several, almost all of the states and territories adopted these English and math standards. So Common Core covers English and math, and all but 10 states and territories are currently implementing Common Core in their curriculum. Again, this is still state-run. It is not by the federal government. It's just kind of a more agreed-upon standard for teachers to teach. Now, this has, you know, its pros and cons, and I'm not going to dive into what Common Core is exactly and how it's different from any other standards, but I did just want to mention that even though all of these states have the same standards, how they are taught can still vary widely by each state. They can use different curriculums. They can use additional standards. Again, Common Core only covers math and English language arts, so you're still going to need standards for science and arts and history, so all of those can still vary widely by different states. So I did just want to kind of mention really quick about how curriculum is different than standards. So again, standards are what students are expected to know and be able to do, while curriculum is more of the means of teaching those standards. So how to teach them um, so that students are able to meet the standards. So different curriculums can be used in different states. It can be used in different cities, different districts, and all of those different curriculum may use different books to teach different topics. So again, they're all trying to reach those standards, but how those standards get reached is going to vary by different curriculums that are being used. For a homeschooler, I'm sure you've realized by now there are so many curriculum options out there for you. So if you want to be able to make sure that you are following the standards, there's a few tips that I have for you. The easiest way to make sure you're following the standards for your students grade level is following a curriculum that says that it's standards aligned or common core aligned. Now that's not always going to be the easiest or best way to teach your children. So there are a few other things I suggest if you are finding that you need to make sure that you're covering these standards for your kids, but still want the flexibility of doing your own thing. You could print out the standards if you do it directly from the state website. Again, you're gonna have to decipher it and it's gonna be quite lengthy. It's gonna take a long time to print. Um, but you could do that and just check them off as you see that your child has kind of mastered it. Or I'll link to a few resources that I can find. I know Teachers Pay Teachers has several different resources for different grade levels where they have simplified the standards and made it pretty easy to just kind of check off that, yes, my kid knows this, they know this, just to make it a little bit easier of a checklist instead of the, you know, pages and pages that would come if you printed the standards directly from the website. If you're able to print off a more simplified version of the standards, it's pretty easy to use whatever curriculum you want. Maybe add a few things in here and there, but it's super simple to just have it in your homeschool binder or wherever you keep your homeschool teacher stuff. And as you're going through, just say, oh, I think you'd be surprised at how many times you're probably already covering most of the standards without even realizing it. So just getting a quick little check off and then you can still use any curriculum, any books, 
anything you want, but just know that, oh, hey, my kid's supposed to know what a trapezoid is. And then you will know, oh, I should probably just add that in real quick. So you'll be able to see the few little holes that you might have in whatever curriculum you're using if it's not standards or Common Core aligned and be able to add that in real quick. I hope that some of these tips are helpful to you and you kind of have an understanding of where standards came from and why you even need to care about them. Again, whether you agree with standards or not, if you are required to have to teach them to any sort of degree, um, it's good to know where to find them and how you can make sure you're covering them. My final note to you is Try not to get too caught up in the standards. I know I probably just made you think that, oh my gosh, I need to go out and like understand the standards and that's not what I'm trying to say here. So if you don't need to worry about them at all because you're homeschooling privately and you don't have to worry about any of the standardized tests, then that's great. I hope that I've been able to give you a few tips without having to totally have you change any of your homeschooling that you or your schedules or routines that you've already put into place. If you have any other questions about standards, you can feel free to reach out to me at kidslearningforlife at gmail.com. But until then, I'm going to see you next time.